Hey there. Thanks for listening to the Reliance Podcast. Join us Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, 9.30, or 11. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. There you go. Good morning, Reliance. Welcome. This is the live version. You've been seeing videos from the stewardship team. I'm John Neiman. You took my mic. I'm Nanette. There you go. We got to do it like we do in the videos. So we are so excited to be here today to talk to the leadership of the church. And uh, we, we, we see this as just such a great, great time in Reliance. There's been tremendous growth and there's just such a heart for Jesus here. And we want to talk about all of that. But the way we want to go about this today, we got a little bit of a format uh, to go through. We're going to talk a little bit about the history, where we've been. For some of you that are new, you may not know the history when there were just 20 of us. Uh, we're also going to talk about where we are now and what's going on. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things happening in the church, not just parking lots. And then we're going to talk about our vision, where we're headed, where God's calling us to be, our mission field here at this location, but again, all over Wichita and all over the world. And we're just super excited about that and, and some of the goals we have. We want you, when you walk away from this, this time, is to have a true sense of connectivity and belonging to what's happening here. It's not just a belonging to reliance, but it's a belonging to what God's called us to do. And then there's another piece of this, which is clarity. People have questions. Where are we going? What are we doing? When's this going to happen? We want you to have clarity about that. And then we also believe that it's super important uh, that you get a chance to talk to the leadership and you, you hear their hearts, uh, that, that vulnerability of, of what's on their heart and what they're excited about but what they're challenged for. And then the last thing is we're going to ask for your commitment to join us in this walk uh, that God's called us on, this vision that we have for where we're headed, uh, not just in physical assets but in, in, in truly spiritual assets and what God's calling us to do. So before we get started on that, we're going to do some introductions. So with us today, Aaron's in the hot seat. But we also have Alan Ramsdale as a representative of the elders board. So, Alan, why don't you take a minute and introduce your team? Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm not sure any of them are at this service. Hopefully they'll be at next service. But uh, serving on the elders board is myself, um, Nancy Tanton, if you are here, please stand up, uh, Deb Autry, and Lance Miller, who I know is in Colorado. And then serving with us uh, from the pastoral staff is Pastor Aaron, Pastor Ryan, and Pastor Matt. And that makes up the elders team here at Reliance. Thanks. And John and I are here as representatives of the stewardship team. But we are only two members of a team that's been working behind the scenes for quite some time. And they are up on the screen so that you can put a face with a name. If you're here, please stand up, wave your arms. Um, we have Jason Beckman. John Neiman, Lance Miller, Derek Granfield, Amber Ohm, Nathan Vandergrind, and Leanne Brown. Amen. All right. So a lot of people working behind the scenes. That's what's awesome about this church. There are so many people doing so many things uh, during the week, not just on Sundays, but we're so grateful and appreciative to everybody that's serving and using their gifts. And we've talked about our gifts uh, that God's given us, and, and we certainly are excited about seeing those come to life in, 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 uh, in this church. So we're going to get right into this, Aaron. All right. And uh, we said we're, you're in the hot seat, so you get the first question. Um, it's a little bit on the history side. So since we've started, we've seen tremendous growth. Tell us a little bit about that history, what you're excited about, and, and just a little bit about why we're different and why we believe God's blessing this place as an equipping center. Yeah, amen. 
Well, first of all, I've realized I talk with my hands a lot and I pace, so this is terrible <laughs> setting right here. So if I kind of do this, just, just bear with me, okay? I uh, want to say, if this is, again, your first Sunday here, thanks for coming. We, we believe it's important that you hear about our, our heart as a church family. There's a thousand amazing churches in Wichita. And you could go to any one of them, but for whatever reason, God has landed you here. And so if you're here, what, what we want you to know is who we are, where we're going, and those things. And so um, a little bit of that is knowing our back history. And the first thing, and, and we've, we've shared this a lot, but we know the, the scripture verse that without vision, the people perish. Some translations say cast off restraint. I like the translation that says the people run wild. And so uh, we believe that vision is an important part of who we are here at Reliance. And um, just to easily answer that, we are a people in pursuit of Jesus, loving Jesus, receiving his love, obedience to his word, and walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So like if you, you just want to know who we are in a nutshell, that's it. Now, a lot more then that comes along with that. But um, we actually... Um, one of the things that we, we, we were really excited to share with you is years ago, we started as a little campus. Uh, we were a part of a church, and we planted as a multi-site campus in 2007 um, at Goddard Elementary School, uh, uh, one of the elementary schools there in Goddard, and just a, an awesome time there, but through just a series of things, 20, 20 30 people setting up and tearing down, the Lord kind of gave us this land and this, it was a small, tiny little building, not what you see today, it was a little, tiny building, I think 2,000 square feet, something like that, and uh, just through a lot of prayer and asking the Lord, where do you want us to go? Where do you want to land? We actually looked at land at other places. We, we looked at places on kind of the northwest side of town. And we just kept feeling like the Lord was going, you're a light post in southwest Wichita and surrounding areas. Now, at the time, if you, if you know like history of this area, like 10 years ago, everybody says, never go south of Kellogg. It's dead. You guys know what I'm talking about? There's like no businesses. There's no like, you know, restaurants. Everybody's like, don't go south of Kellogg. But we really felt like the Lord said these words, go to the place where it looks the weakest, and I will be strong in that place. It was a, just a big word for us because it didn't make sense when all the growth at that time was kind of happened on the north side uh, of town, northwest side of town. And so really, um, th that's kind of what started the journey. Well, through just a series of this land, this is 18 acres, um, the people who owned it at the time, they said, hey, we see what the Lord's doing there, and we want to give you that little tiny 2,000 square foot building. And then they came back and said, we want to give you the eight acres with that. And we were like, wow, this is incredible. And then not more than a year later, they came back and said, you know what, we just really feel like the Lord's saying we're supposed to give you the full 18 acres. Now, I don't know if you've ever bought a house or land, but nobody gives that away for free. Amen. And so literally when they came, they said, we want to give it to you. Uh, we just want to make sure we pay our taxes. So if you could just write us a check for $1,000, we're like, okay, here you go. <laughs> and so it was just a, a godsend in the way that the Lord kind of gave us this ground. And then from that, in 2017, we launched Reliance Community Church. And one of the things I would just real quickly say about that is we prayed and we petitioned the Lord. Uh, if you were around in those days, we took stakes, wooden stakes, and we wrote scripture after scripture after scripture, promise of the Lord after promise of the Lord. And then we had a group, I think it was around 200 at that time was the church, and we went around and we staked all of those into the ground here, all over this 18 acres. And we said, Lord, we want you to know this will never belong to us. It will always belong to you. And then we anointed the ground with oil. And we just said, God, anything that we do on this property, may you get the glory from it and not us. The running joke is, you've heard us say this a thousand times, there's a reason that our name is not on the sign at 119th and Pawnee. 
Everybody gets annoyed by that. But there's a reason. They're like, why do you have a blank sign out there on the corner? And we say, because it's a reminder every time we drive by it, Reliance doesn't own this property, Jesus does. Now, I know that you've heard that. I'm going to keep using that because one day you'll ask us to put a sign on that. And we'll say, nope, it belongs to the Lord. Amen? It belongs to the Lord. Some of you are going, oh, that drives me crazy. But we, we love Jesus. And so that's kind of a little bit of, of where we came from and how we got here. I know there's some slides up here. You can just kind of scroll through these. This is what that small building looked like. This is kind of what it looked like in our early stages. And so as they go on to the next question, I want you to kind of see what God has done since that time. Yeah, and, and, and to add to that, where you are sitting, for those that were here at the time before we laid down carpet that you sometimes spill your coffee on, <laughs> there, there are Bible verses all over. We did 24 hours. We just read the Bible, and people came in here, and you just re we read through the whole Bible, and then people wrote down their verses. And I remember coming in here with our kids, and I, I think Trace's verse is right over here. But we all, every, everybody, young and old, just it was all about this is God's house. Yeah. And, and God's house is going to be a place of, of worship, word, and prayer. And yeah. so I just re-encourage, re um, there's been so much awesome stuff happen uh, in God's work. So, Alan, from the leadership standpoint, you've been here through all of this. Uh, what, what's exciting and encouraged? Share your heart as you've seen Reliance grow uh, in this area. Man, there's so much, but, uh, you know, you think back to when we started, we were planted just to serve southwest Wichita and western Cedric County, kind of, and that's really what it was all about. We created a family vibe very early on, and I had to laugh this week, I was perusing Facebook, sorry, but uh, <laughs> saw the Reliance Preschool Grandparents Day. And a group of those young couples Come that started on. this church were the grandparents now. Come on. And it's Amen. so cool how generational this, this body has become. But, you know, as I look at it, I really just, you see faithful people serving an extravagantly faithful Lord. I mean, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. Um, from day one, we've had to step out in faith in a lot of different things. And especially the transition to becoming Reliance, that was huge. I mean, we had no idea what we were up against. You know, we knew what the weekly giving looked like and things like that. And we're like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know, we, we just had to step out and let it go. And again, faithful Lord, faithful people, we're, we're here where we are today. And I, I think that for me, the family aspect and then just the, uh, the overall faith of this body is incredible. And that's what's brought us here. Amen. Yeah, God's been so faithful, and, and I'm going to have Aaron share a little bit of faith story about just some important things, and there were some really amazing steps along the way when it came to uh, us being reliance and us stepping out in faith and, and actually taking on a big loan, and in a six-week period of time, we were able to gather up a group of people um, to put money together so we could go to a bank who believed in us, because most banks say no uh, to people who have no money. <laughs> it's a weird thing, every, right? Every bank. Almost. Every bank but one. Every bank but one. And in, in all of that, there's some really great faith stories. But, you know, one of the things that we, we don't do a lot of here at the church, we don't talk a lot about money. So we have a stewardship team. We talk about money, uh, but we talk about time, talent, and treasure. And usually people get pretty sensitive about the topic of money. And we've been talking about the Fruits of Generosity uh, campaign, not really a campaign, but just an ask that we have because we, we want to be able to eliminate some debt. But 
I have some Bible trivia for you, and then this sets up Aaron a little bit. So the Bible talks about money 2,300 plus times in some kind of way. I looked this up. I didn't realize this. 15% of Jesus' time when he's speaking actually touches on finances and wealth and possessions and what's in all of that. Uh, 11 of the, 13, or of the 39 parables uh, reference it. Well, what's that tell you? It's an important topic. What, what does God say about it? What I love is he wants us to bless families, others, and most importantly, fund the advancement of his kingdom. And so now, Aaron, I know there's a cool face story about this place. Yeah. This doesn't hit your uh, sermon series very often, but why don't you share your heart on this, uh, on this topic? All right. So what he's trying to say is there's a little tension sometimes when we, we don't talk a lot about money. We just don't. And and I grew up in the church my whole life, a pastor's kid. I've shared that with you before. And so um, through my journeys of ministry, been in ministry now for 22, 23 years, um, I always come up against this thing. And I'll say, hey, man, so you go to church somewhere? And then I hear this language. I don't go to the church because the church is all about money. And you've heard it, right? You've heard it a thousand times. So I have a, a little bit at times this thing like, okay, fine. Then we'll never make it about that at all. And so here, here's what I did then is I told them then, look, here's what we want. We want you to come and just experience the heart of Jesus. That's it. And so over the years, people are like, like, where's your offering plates? You put, you know, baskets in the back and how come you don't pass those and various things. And there's just this thing in our heart where we're like, the Lord has always provided. Amen. He's always provided. And so we don't talk about a lot, although great trivia there, Johnny. Um, uh, but we don't, we don't talk about a lot, and it's not, and to a, to a fault, I want to say this, to a fault, because so many people's gifting is radical generosity. Yeah. And so what's happened is, is like, like we've kind of planted that tent stake of going, I'm going to take away every excuse that you've made against Jesus or the body of Christ. And we're just going to say, if the Lord gets your heart, then where your heart is, everything else in your life will follow anyways. But sometimes what happens is that people go, well, it's all about the other thing, and so all that to say is, when we came to be at Reliance in 2017, John stated it, we, we didn't know where we were going to get the finances from, and so we did a Jericho walk. I don't know if you know the story of Jericho, but they walked around Jericho, and they shouted to the Lord, and the walls came tumbling down. Amen? Yeah. If you grew up in kids' church, you know it. And so we walked this ground, and what we did when we walked this ground, we said, Lord, any provision that we need, we're just going to shout it out, and you're going to bring it. So we walked this ground. I remember seven times we walked to this property, and on, I don't know if it was the seventh time, I don't want to be all, you know, spiritual on that part, it may have been the fifth time, but we were walking the ground, and we looked down, and we found one of the old stakes from five, six, seven years ago that we had pounded in the ground, and it was laying on top, and you couldn't read the writing on it, but the Lord's going, in this, that moment's reminder, hey, I'm faithful. As we continued to walk, I looked down, I kid you not, it's 18 acres, in the back acreage of the church, way back there by the houses, right underneath the grass was a dollar bill. And I remember picking up the dollar bills, all weathered, and the Lord said, I can be faithful to plant a dollar bill in the grass, I can be faithful to provide anything you need for, for my kingdom. And it was like something immediately marked our heart, so if you live over there, I've got your dollar bill, number one. <laughs> number two, you're probably not getting it back, okay? But all of that to say is, the Lord's provision in that moment was this, if you pursue me. I want, I want to read to you, Joshua 1.7. Here's what the Lord tells Joshua as they're getting ready to enter into the promised land. Be strong and courageous, bring, being very careful to do all the things according to the law of Moses my servant commanded you to do. Do not turn from it from the right or to the left, 
that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. And he says, be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then, everybody say for then, you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success, for I have, for have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you will go. He has been faithful, and now as we've moved on in years, he has been faithful because of you. Your heart, your faith, your stewardship, your generosity now has spurred us on to get to the place, honestly, where we're at today and the vision that we have for tomorrow. So thank you for that. Yeah, that's good. So we're going to now talk and transition into what's happening now because it'll touch on some of these things about your generosity and what it's been planting and, and the, the harvest that's coming from that. But I think it's a good chance to, to uh, hear more about that. So Nanette's got a few questions on where we are right now. Yeah, so it's so important to remember where we've been so that we can see where we are and both where we're going. But, um, Alan, as a representative of the elders team, you know, we hear a lot about how Reliance has a heart for missions, both here and abroad, and a desire to sow into various missions field. And so can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like for our church family and the elders board and how we're making that a priority? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, funny, when we first started back at the school, I like going back there, uh, our offering probably covered the donuts every week. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's probably... Do you guys notice we don't have donuts anymore? Yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> and that reason is we do desire to sow into, uh, sow into missions and the community and several other things. So, um, you know, as Reliance has grown, we've, we've been able to really expand on that, you know. I'm happy to say over the course of the last, at least the last couple of years, we're, we're sowing in at about 20% of the giving is going back into missions and into other things, which is huge. Um, our heart is for extravagant giving. You know, we don't, we don't want to be a church that gives a little. We want to be a church that gives a lot. And that's, that's not only financially. We, we desire to be a church of influence within the community, within the state, within the United States, within the whole, the whole world as far as that goes. So... Um, I mean, you'll find a lot of days where our pastors are gone. Well, they're not gone. They're out being influencing in other circles, and that's, uh, that's a huge part of the heart of Reliance. And, uh, you know, we can only do the financial part uh, as, as if we each individually are extravagant givers too. So, you know, I know there's going to be lots of challenges in that over the course of this conversation, but uh, being able to sow into missions is a huge desire of Reliance, and we're we're very happy to support several, I don't know, we're up to about a dozen probably, and our heart is to support those really well. Uh, you know, we don't want to give $100 here, $100 here. We want to sow into them and really, really help them do what it is they're after in their mission field. Amen. Aaron. Yeah. We have seen a renewed emphasis on a focus on prayer. Yeah. Both on Sundays and with the monthly prayer calendars and even prayer rooms. Can you talk a little bit about what caused that shift and why we're cultivating this culture of prayer here at Reliance in this season and what has been the driving force behind that shift? Yeah, we, we know that all vision is gonna be birthed out of prayer first. 
If you have vision and then you pray for it, you're going to run in your own vision. But if you pray for it and then you run in that vision, chances are you'll probably have the Lord's vision. Amen? And so what we see in Scripture over and over and over is you see a culture of prayer. Daniel praying, which obviously gets him into the, the lion's den, but then the king over uh, uh, Babylon at that time coming and saying, well, they didn't eat you, praise to the God of Daniel, right? It's birthed in a culture of prayer. And so what we know about prayer is that the culture of prayer is, is birthed in places that are pursuing the Lord. And so I kind of wrote down a few things. Prayer sets our culture. This is part of the biggest thing that we probably do now at Reliance um, that has really just driven our hearts is that we believe that we should always put prayer before ministry. Prayer before ministry. We encourage our team. We encourage our staff. Go sit in the prayer room for an hour if you need to. We have the house uh, prayer that goes on. We encourage our team. If you need to get away and just spend some time with the Lord, birth everything out of prayer first and foremost. And so for us um, as Reliance, not just in our general times together, it's really the driving force of our heart. What we desire for you is that when you leave these doors, that you've got houses of prayer happening in your communities. This is something that really stirs our heart. So that first thing is that prayer sets the culture. Jesus teaching the disciples to pray. Ask, seek, and knock. Every revival, you hear say it all the time, every revival is birthed out of prayer. So it's pray and then move in vision. Don't move in vision and then pray that God blesses it. Amen? Pray and then move in vision. And so number two is that prayer gets our reliance on Jesus. Part of the reason we came up with the name Reliance uh, five years ago, six years ago, was that we wanted to have complete reliance on him, on him. Maybe one of the biggest challenges in our life, and maybe it's your life as well, is to get self out of the way. Anybody struggle with self getting in the way? Okay, a few more honest people in the house. Awesome. We, we found that you can easily build man's kingdom in church life. It's easy to build man's kingdom in church life. But it is amazing when you partner with the Lord building his kingdom. And that's the difference, is that the prayer culture got us to get our heart and reliance on Jesus. And when we got our heart and reliance on Jesus, everything now began, Lord, does this bring you pleasure? God, does this, is this purity in our hearts? I'm just going to confess, I, I, I think I shared it in the video last week, we started this building project idea back in 2019. It 2022, why? We were so radically bent on saying, Lord, if we have impure motives in this, end it. But if you've got something in it, then we're in. And so over the course of these four years, praying and praying and praying, God just continues to give us faith and faith and faith and faith for it. And so the prayer culture in our heart is we felt like the Lord gave us that green light that it's time we send out drawings to contract. I mean, this is how far along we are. We've got contractors have the drawings. We've got the architect has got it all worked out for us. Our prayer is that we break ground in, in a couple of months. God willing, in a couple of, of months. We just kept seeing the Lord give us just green light after green light. And a lot of that was because of your faithful prayers. We've seen shifts happen in this room. There's been a shifting in this room since we started praying. Do, do you know, and I wish we could record them all, do you know we've seen people say that they were set free in this room because of the prayer? We've seen people say, I was healed when the group got around me that I didn't even know prayed for me. We've had men, I'm going to speak to men's hearts for just a moment, men who go, I've never prayed with my family, I've never prayed with my spouse, I've never prayed with other people, but you made me do it Sunday after Sunday. 
And, and after a while, they were like, I couldn't walk out of the door any longer. It was awkward, right? We see the doors opening. And men going, so, so I prayed for the first time in that group with my wife or my kids, or I prayed for the first time with those people, and now I go home and I pray with my family. It shifts. Prayer culture is shifted when we, when we pray together. And so, anyways, that's why we pray. Amen? So good. So that leads us to where we're going and what's next, and we've heard about how we got here, but Alan, can you speak from the elders team perspective about what God is telling you all about where our church is now and where we're going? God's moving in so many different ways and we can't possibly cover them all, but can you share a bit of your heart about the leadership and what the Lord's speaking in this particular season and also, what does the elders team see as being urgent and important right now in our path forward? Yeah, so um, lots of things there. But uh, the, the big thing that I think we've found is, um, A, keeping the body united. You know, there's a lot of things that come with building, and everybody has a different vested interest. Well, I want the kitchen this big. Well, no, the prayer room needs to be this big. And there's just silly little things like that that can get in the way of a united front on that. Uh, you know, we experienced a little bit of that as an elders team, and we had to just sit down one night, and we, we cast out the 15 things. This is what reliance is all about. So now we measure everything against that. You know, if it, if it doesn't fit this mold, we're not going to do it. So I think uh, uh, maintaining that the body being united is, is key for us as a, as a church body. Um, as far as the urgent things, obviously space is urgent. I mean, we all see it. We all feel it. I stay away from the kids' wing. Honestly, it just stresses me out, to be honest. We, we said you want, we're going to be honest here today, yeah. but you're, okay, you just stay great, away from great, yeah, I just, I great just stay plug out for kids' men. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No. There's only it's 200 good, so. of them over there. It's... <laughs> but, but that is absolutely urgent, but probably more urgent than that is just, uh, you know, we have to stay obedient to what the Lord is showing us. And, uh, you know, I think that's, that's one of the hallmarks of reliance is, is being obedient to the Lord and to the Lord's word. Um, I was reading Psalm 33 this morning, and verse 4 says, For the word of the Lord is right and true, and he is faithful in all he does. And I think, you know, we've seen that over and over again. Um, you know, we're, we're blessed to have a leadership that is beyond everything obedient to what the Lord calls them to do. And it's important for us as a church body to, to follow that as well and uh, remain obedient. And uh, so I see that as urgent, you know. I see, you know, continuing to stay yoked with Christ is above all. But, uh, yeah, the, the space issue is probably the biggest issue burning right now. And then making sure that, you know, we, we equip these guys to move forward with some of the new growth and that type of thing and make sure they have the staff surrounding them so that they can be successful. And, uh, you know, we, we like things a little bit messy here at Reliance, but we, we do want to keep, uh, keep it between the guardrails and uh, help these guys uh, navigate some of the growth that's coming. So, Good deal. So a little bit on the mechanics of people ask the question, you know, when we took this on uh, five years ago, it was about $1.2, $1.3 million, and we've seen people be very generous. Uh, we really just appreciate and can't say enough thank you 
uh, for that, and we've we've been able to um, stay actually ahead of schedule and getting that paid down. But one of the things that's been on the heart of the the elders and and the staff is that uh, we we go into this uh, next phase debt free. And God talks a lot about uh, before you go do something, take care of what you owe. And, and so that is part of why we're talking about fruits of generosity. But maybe uh, I'll throw it to both of you on that. But as we talk about uh, what's happened uh, financially, um, maybe a, a state of where we are and how you feel about uh, where we're headed uh, going into the build phase. Yeah, so uh, we are in a very blessed position right now. Um, you know, when we first started this, we did our desire was to be able to pay off the note within five years. Uh, a, mechanically, there was an interest rate change at five years that we weren't real excited about. But, uh, you know, we, we felt like the faithfulness of the body would be there, and, and we're close. I mean, yeah. we're, we're sneaking right up on it, which is great, because, as you mentioned, the, the last thing you want to do is take on additional debt before you paid off the current debt. That's just, that's not stewarding well. There's just, just a lot about that that doesn't add up, but... Uh, you know, you can see from the giving, we're able to give at a, at a high level, which is awesome. But part of doing that is we haven't taken on any big expenditures. We've, we've kept it small, and that's allowed us to do that. So as we, we grow, we have to grow that as well. Yeah. I would just jump in. And, and I think the most exciting thing, we've talked about this a lot, is build, buildings will come and go. The, the, the sewing out that you guys have helped us do into these, the mission field, um, incredible. I, I know Alan shared we're, we're almost at 20% sowing out into the mission field. Let's put that in perspective. Uh, if you look at averages from church life, just across the United States, what's averages of church life sowing out? It's anywhere between 2 and 5% of the budget goes to missions. That means everything else is, for the most part, kept internal, and we're at almost 20%. Can we give God a hand for his faithfulness in that? That will be the marker, amen, and beyond. I dream of the dream where 50% and then 90, can we say that? Is that okay? Does that make stewardship nervous? 90% will go outside of the walls here in Jesus' name. All right. It's all, it's all good. I, you know, God calls us to do uh, much more than we often expect of ourselves, right? I mean, God's got huge plans. And we, we've got to follow those versus getting caught up in our own. And I think that's what's so awesome about the Reliance family is that we are believing in faith. And so as we talk about the future, Aaron, and talk about what, what's exciting, there's some amazing things happening with ministries. Uh, this place is, is busting with babies. It's busting with little kids and youth. And I know there's just so much happening Talk about what you're encouraged and excited about as we look forward, as people walk away and say, hey, where are we headed? Well, first of all, funny story off of the babies, busting with babies. We've got a lot of, obviously, babies being born and nursery is going to fill up here in just a little bit. But there was a new family that had come in. I heard this story uh, from one of our security uh, safety team members. A family had come in, and somehow they were talking. And they said, well, you got a, a lot of kids in here. And he jokingly said, yeah, don't drink the water, right? You'll get pregnant. Uh, something along those lines, and long story short, that family came back, praise the Lord, um, they came back, and they were pregnant the next week, and they were like, you weren't joking, so don't know if that's our well system, or what's going on with that, but um, 
I do, I want to I share this. Every church has to define what their measure of success is. Every church has to define that. And many times what we define as a measure of success is how big you are, how many, how many people are coming, and, and, and the measure of success becomes something about you. And so over the years, that shifted for us. Our heart no longer measures success by how big we are or how much we're growing. Our heart really measure, measures success by are we in obedience, sacrifice, and surrender? And we, we know if we're in those things, then the way we measure success is are we discipling people? Are people finding their gifts in the Holy Spirit? Is the body of Christ getting activated in their every day? Um, this is a, what we want to see this is a birthing place where you're activated in your gifts. Because I'm going to say this. You're going to do a much better job at reaching the world at your son, daughter's baseball game, at your community events, at your gym, than you are going to be trying to bring them into this building alone. You're going to do a much better job. So if you're activated and the Holy Spirit's moving in your heart, you're going to see the body of Christ grow just as a whole because you're activated. And so this has really probably been the big driving force for us. Now in saying that, is this where I get a lot more time right here? Okay. Yes. In saying that, I, I want to say like every person in this house, you belong. Now, now listen, you don't belong to just come and, and sit on a Sunday morning and that's the only thing God has gifted you with. You belong, you have gifts. And so what makes me the most excited about this house right now of worship that we get to do life with is ministries are birthing all over the place in this congregation. And they're not, it's not a reliance thing where we're going to Jerron and saying, Jerron, we want you to start this ministry. It's like people are coming and saying, I feel like the Lord has given me a ministry, and then our language is, awesome, we don't want to own that, that's on you. We want to come up underneath you and serve you in the ministry that God has given you. And so now across the city, we're seeing these ministries that people are doing, going into various churches and community groups, and God is moving because he's gifted you. Everybody say, I'm gifted. gifted. You're gifted, and so we're seeing that ha happen and so what we want to do and what we're excited about is getting around that. Secondly, and I don't, Jacob Hall, is he in here? Jacob Hall? All right, he's in the back. Jacob and Tony, just for time's sake, I'll have you hang back there, Jacob. But Jacob and, and Tony, uh, our youth and our children, and Jacob also leads college, young adult ministry. Our next generation ministry is growing like gangbusters. There are 200 plus kids in that hallway and this hallway. Youth ministry now meets in this room right here because they outgrew the youth room. So they've got 100 plus middle school, high school students. What does all that mean? Is it the, none of the numbers matter. What it means is the next generation is finding themselves falling in love with Jesus. And it's awesome to see. And so as we, again, eventually get to build that building and expand out that way, this whole wing will eventually become youth and children. The way it's going to work is like you're going to see this room packed one day with students right here, every single chair. Can we say yes and amen to that? And then all of this language that you read in, you know, media and all this language that you read and all the negativity of this young generation is walking away from the Lord. This young generation doesn't want to have anything to do with Jesus. We're going to flip the script. And this young generation is going to fall in love with the God who changes everything. Because this is the Lord's promise, and he's faithful to his promise. The world will know him. Amen, church? Yeah. Amen.
Amen. Well, I was going to ask you to share your heart, but I think you just did. I've, I mean, I've got you, you do that pretty well. I, so I, this is, I do think this is important as we start to wrap this up is the one thing that we really want to convey is as you walk away is, is the heart of reliance is centered and grounded and staked in Jesus. It's staked in the Bible. And, and I think that's so encouraging because we know that in the world today, people do drift. And I remember this when we first started was we don't want to drift. Yeah. And so maybe just as we start to wrap this up, we've got a few logistics we'll cover as well. But how do we, as we grow, how do we stay small in that connectivity piece? Because as a, as a church, you could say we drift, but it all starts at an individual level. Yeah. And we know that we need each and every person engaged. So talk a little bit about as we've grown and we've been blessed, how do we stay small and connected and not drift? Yeah, so scripture says that we are a royal priesthood. You're, you're a priesthood. And so when, when, when we talk about being a royal priesthood, we get to shepherd and pastor alongside with one another. We've grown. How do you get to know everybody? This is why we've started house churches. This is why we started equipping groups. This is why we started um, foundations class, freedom ministries, why men's and women's ministry is going gangbusters. Here's why. Because in those smaller groups of 5 or 10 or 15 or, or 20 people, what you're doing is you're being ministered to. You're growing in the Word. You're being sharpened. You're growing together. Somebody is challenging you in your faith. You see, you can walk in right now, sit in the back, or sit in the front, or sit in the middle, and maybe nobody will ever talk to you. But when you go to that group of 5 or 10 or 15 or 20, somebody's going to talk to you. Somebody's going to ask you how you're doing in Jesus. And the Lord says, you might want to have a response. And sometimes it's, I'm doing amazing. But you know the ones that I love? I love it when you go into a group, you say, how are you doing in Jesus? And across the room, it's like, I'm really struggling. My faith is waning. I've even thought about walking away. And let me tell you why I love that. Because now you get a group of believers that get to come around you and love you in that process. Help you come back, find that faith. Help you to realize that you're not alone. It gives me chills. Just like thinking about groups that we're in. Think about men's groups that we're in. You got a bunch of grown men. Tears streaming down your eyes. If you're a guy out there going, I'm, I'm, not, well, I'm not coming now, right? <laughs> you're coming. And you're going to cry. One, one way or another. Monday's Thursdays. Be there. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. But, but my point is, is like something in everybody's heart says, like I'm going through a challenge and I'm, I'm tired of waging this war alone. Anybody tired of waging wars alone? And so those small groups and house churches and equipping groups and foundations class, all of that isn't to add extracurricular activities to your weeks. You're busy people. It's to give you a church home and family to do life with. And then all of those groups gather together on a sunny morning and we roar in this room. Amen? Amen. It's so good. And we call ourselves a family, but, you know, our family has been in that situation. And we've been in the position where the people come alongside you and walk through you. And so I just want you to hear that it's real and it's there and the connection and the people and the relationships that you build, they are family and we are here to walk alongside. So no matter how big we get and how much we grow, there's always those opportunities to plug in and find the people that will be there for you and walk with you through the valleys and on the mountaintops. But um, 
With that said, these are just such exciting times for our church family and hearing about how we grow big and also grow, grow small and grow deep. But here in a minute, you're going to have the opportunity to visit with about 20 different ministry opportunities and connection opportunities out in the lobby. And we would just encourage you to, you know, walk around and see what's available and really pray about what God might be calling you to do and where you could plug in and where you could serve or listen to the Holy Spirit spurring a ministry in your heart. And maybe next time you'll be one of those booths out there. But also, you should receive one of these on your chair. I would not be doing my job as a representative of the stewardship committee if I didn't point out that there is a financial aspect to all of this growing um, and so we just want you to take these. If you didn't get one, raise your hand. We'll have somebody bring one to you. Um, they're also on the back by our secret offering boxes that are these little brown boxes on the back table that are very You discreet. can give online if you don't like the secret box in the it's back. It's not secret. It's just not. Okay. Unadvertised. Sorry. We had to get that one in there on your errand. But also, that t- leads us to... so. Over 70% of our giving comes through the app. It's a reoccurrent automatic giving. You can also scan this QR code. First, pray. Pray about what the Lord might be asking you to do in this season. Um, And if you want to give, because we do get that question, you can go to the Church Center app. You can scan this QR code. We do have some timelines coming up. As Aaron mentioned, we're really prayerfully considering being able to break ground yet this year, and we'd really like to make that happen. But there is a goal on the hearts of the leadership to do that in a fiscally responsible way. So we would really like to be debt-free to do that. And that's really the goal of this. And so you can scan that QR code. You can give in the Church Center app. There's a drop-down in the menu. Just pick stewardship. And with that, one more announcement that I'm going to take from Aaron. But tonight is the block party. And it'll be right back here at 5 o'clock. It'll be from 5 to 7.30. There's a lot going on. And that's one of those events that's not just for our church body, but also for the community at large. So I'd encourage you to come and be a part and really see how much is happening at the corner of Pawnee and 119th that can't be contained in the walls of this building. So such exciting times. I want to thank you so much for your generosity over the last five years. We're in a position that I don't think anybody anticipated that we would need the things that we need now and have run out of space already. So it's so exciting to see what God's doing and very important not to put them in a box. But Aaron, do you want to pray us out? I do. Uh, Can can we do something? Can we stand just in in unity together? Uh, Again, I've already said you're going to cry, so will you cross the aisles here, and will you stand shoulder to shoulder, and if it's not too awkward, will you kind of hold a hand? You're going to be like, I'm never coming back here again. So, so this, wow, I didn't know I was holding hands. That, that, changes, that changes things. That just changes things. So this is what it looks like to be a family. If you walked into this place and you just kind of like to do it alone, totally understand that. I want to encourage you, though, in Scripture, it says that we do things together. More one another's in scripture you'll ever see before. Big challenges in front of us. Big faith, though, in every single heart. Amen? I'm hoping that when you leave these doors here in just a few minutes, we, we don't have service start until 11 o'clock. 
I want to encourage you, walk around for the next 15, 20 minutes. There's little clipboards at all these tables. Somebody may be there, somebody may not. If something looks interesting to you, just write your name on that clipboard. You'll get contacted. It doesn't mean you're, you're locked in, but they'll send you information about ways that you can serve. Let, let me say this. Serving doesn't necessarily lead to relationships. Having a relationship with Jesus first leads a heart to serve. Amen? Don't get caught up in activity before relationship. First and foremost, he loves you. Jesus loves you. And so remember from that relationship, births serving in our hearts. So I'm going to pray us out. I'm going to pray together in unity. Father, thank you for this church that we get to call family. We mean it from the very bottom of our heart, God, that we are family together. Lord, as these next years come upon us, I pray that we would be driven and led by you, Holy Spirit. May we not muddy the water with man's best attempts, but may we stay radically focused and surrendered and sacrificed to the one who deserves all of the glory, and that's you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for the faithfulness of this body of believers. Thank you for the way in which you love us. And now, God, as we leave this place, we are excited about what you're going to do but we are going to pray and then cast vision. And we're gonna believe Jesus that the trek that you have us on is gonna be the vision that you've given in our hearts. In Jesus' name, we pray these things and all God's people say. Thanks for listening to today's message. To find out more about who we are, find us on the Church Center app. See y'all next week.